Wisdom from Above with Dr. Harlan Betts. Welcome to Wisdom from Above, where we go beyond the reasoning of man to the revelation of God. This seventh season finds us studying the phenomenal prophecy of Christ as recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, chapters 24 and 25. Back in the 1970s, Celestino Chiesa, a 73-year-old man, lived at 809 South State Street, Chicago, in a chicken wire enclosed cubicle, which he rented for 25 cents a day. He died leaving one quarter million dollars. He lived like a wretched beggar, but he had over $250,000. He had tremendous wealth available, but he lived as though he had nothing. That is true of many Christians in the spiritual life. They have tremendous spiritual wealth and power available to them, but they live as though they are spiritual paupers. They have tremendous gifts and opportunities placed at their disposal, but they live as though they have none. The challenge of the passage we are looking at in this episode is to make the most of every opportunity. I want to remind you that each of you who know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior are spiritually wealthy. You've been entrusted with the gospel and opportunities to reach the lost. You've been entrusted with the Bible and opportunities to learn and grow. You've been entrusted with the church and opportunities to worship, learn, fellowship, and minister. You've been trusted with a body and opportunities to glorify God with it. You've been entrusted with a voice and opportunities to praise God and encourage others. You've been entrusted with time and opportunities to live for Christ. You've been entrusted with talents and opportunities to serve and honor Christ. You've been entrusted with treasures and opportunities to give to God's work, God's workers and God's children. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a servant of Christ and a steward of the gifts and opportunities He has placed at your disposal. Now let's look at this fascinating parable of the talents. The responsibility is spelled out in verses 14 and 15. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one talent, to each according to his ability, and immediately he went on a journey. In this parable, the wealthy man represents Jesus. Going to a far country represents Jesus' ascension into heaven. 
The servants represent believers in Jesus Christ. Jesus has called his servants and entrusted his goods to them. They are to oversee and steward his goods. The master coming back represents Jesus returning to rule and to reign. And settling accounts represents the evaluation of their stewardship. It is a great honor to be entrusted with the wealth of the master. It's a great privilege to invest on behalf of the master as a steward. It is great wisdom to entrust each servant according to his own ability, according to his skill, his position, his influence, his education, his compassion, his heart. It's a great responsibility to be held accountable by Jesus as our master. One talent is equal to 6,000 denarius. One denarius is equal to one day's wages. Therefore, one talent equals 6,000 days' wages. 6,000 days is equal to 20 years' work at 8 hours a day for 300 days a year, allowing weekly Sabbath off and allowing yearly festivals off. It's basically a 300-day work, works, work days in a year at 8 hours a day for 20 years is 6,000 days. One talent at today's minimum wage of $7.25 an hour for 20 years would be the equivalent of $348,000. One talent in Jesus' day at 17 cents a day for 20 years would equal $1,000. So using this amount, the first servant received Five talents, or $5,000. That'd be a hundred years' wages. The second servant received two talents, or $2,000. That would be 40 years' wages. And the third servant received one talent, or $1,000, which would be 20 years' wages. So these opportunities and responsibilities were distributed to each servant according to his ability. Five talents, two talents, one talent. Or $5,000, First of all, note, no one is overloaded. He doesn't give five talents to the one-talent man. Also notice, no one is overlooked. He doesn't give one talent to the five-talent man or no talents to the one-talent man. No one's overloaded. No one's overlooked. Everyone is granted a stewardship in accordance with their ability, their skill, their position, their influence, their education, their compassion, their heart. 
So that's a responsibility. Three servants, <clears throat> one given five talents, one two talents, and one one talent. Now let's look at the response. In verses 16 and 17, we see that the first two servants were faithful. We're told of the first servant in verse 16. Then he who had received five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. He was given five talents. He gained five more talents. He doubled his master's money, a 100% gain. The second servant is spoken of in verse 17. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. The second servant was given two talents, and he gained two more talents. He doubled his master's money, a 100% gain. And now we read about the unfaithful servant in verse 18, the third servant. But he who had received one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. He was given one talent, and he gained zero talents. He did nothing with his master's money. He just buried it in the ground. A zero percent gain. Now there are several lessons we can learn already from this passage. Concerning the owner of the entrustments, he gave every servant an opportunity and he entrusted opportunities according to abilities. Concerning the use of the entrustments, two of the servants doubled their money. One of the servants buried his money. Then we read about the return of the the master, the Lord. In verse 19, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And we see the reckoning in verses 20 to 30. The first servant is found in verses 20 and 21. We see the report and then the reward. Here's the report. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents beside them. Notice the reward in verse 21. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. The servant was commended. He was told, You have done well. Well done. He was called good and faithful. The servant was faithful over a few things, and the servant was rewarded with being made a ruler over many things. In addition, the servant was rewarded with the joy of his Lord. The second servant is evaluated in verses 22 and 23. The report in verse 22 He also, who who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered me two talents. Look, I've gained two talents more beside them. The reward is found in verse 23. 
His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Did you notice that this servant received the exact same commendation that the first servant received? He was told, well done. He was called good and faithful. He was faithful over a few things. And he was rewarded with being made a ruler over many things. And he was rewarded with the joy of his Lord. The exact same reward as the first servant. They were both equally faithful according to their ability and opportunity. Now we read about the third servant in verses 24 to 30. The report is found in verse 24. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. First of all, he had a negative view of his master. He says, I knew you to be a hard man. He saw his master as exacting rather than enabling. As hard rather than gracious. He was given 20 years wages to work with. 20 years wages to invest. $1,000 at that time. But he looked at the master as being hard. The master was so gracious to him, giving him such an amazing opportunity. Second, he had a wicked heart towards his master, thinking that his master took advantage of others. He said, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered. When in fact the thousand dollars was the master's, The master was sowing. (laughs) He had given him the opportunity to invest it. Thirdly, he had a fearful attitude towards his master. He said, I was afraid. You know, I can't tell you how many times when Jesus came to his disciples or apostles or servants, he would say to him, don't be afraid. Fourthly, he had a lazy spirit towards his responsibility. I hid your talent in the ground. He simply buried the money. Notice the reckoning in verse 26 to 30. Jesus is speaking. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I want to break this down into four parts. First, 
This servant was characterized by his master as wicked. He was wicked in attitude and worthless in action. He was given an incredible opportunity, and he blew it away as an intrusive obligation. Second, this servant was condemned by his master as lazy. The entrustment given to him was just put away instead of put to work, idle instead of increasing, neglected instead of invested. He not only failed to invest the money, he didn't even put it in the bank. So the master not only missed out on the gains of an investment, he missed out on simple interest. Third, this servant was cut off by his master from his stewardship. He was stripped of his responsibility. And the one talent he was given was given to the man who had ten talents. And Jesus made this comment, For to everyone who has, more will be given. But from him who does not have, it will be taken away. This is a principle He alone possesses who uses and enjoys his possessions. This third servant had just well never been given an entrustment. He never used it. He never invested it. He didn't even put it in a bank for interest. He simply buried it. Instead of being a thousand dollars, it could have just as well been a worthless rock. He didn't really have from that's why Jesus says but from him who does not have, it will be taken away from him. It just was, it was as though he didn't have anything to invest. He, it could have just had a rock. On the other hand, the faithful servant was rewarded with even greater opportunities and joys. The fourth thing that I want to note is that this third servant was cast into the outer darkness where there's no light. He's cast away from the inner circle of intimate fellowship with his Lord. In addition, he would experience the internal bitterness. Not only outer darkness, but internal bitterness. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Just a couple episodes earlier, we investigated this term, weeping and gnashing of teeth, and we discovered it is not necessarily a reference to hell or to the lake of fire, although it can be appropriately applied to that. But the term weeping and gnashing of teeth is a reference to an intense personal anguish and grief and heartache. And that heartache and grief and anguish could come to a believer who realizes he failed the Lord and forfeited reward. Unfaithful believers will not hear Christ's voice saying, well done. Unfaithful believers will not be honored with the joy of ruling and reigning with Christ. Unfaithful believers will not be intimately associated with Christ. For the unbeliever, At the judgment seat of Christ, it will be a time of disappointment and loss and shame. 
This experience is described here as being cast into outer darkness. It's also pictures of a time of profound regret, described as weeping and gnashing of teeth. This can be a reference to the unfaithful believer at the time of their judgment and Christ's millennial wedding feast and reign. Joseph Dillow, in his book, The Reign of the Servant Kings, discusses this. He concludes by making this statement. Those Christians who fail to persevere to the end, those Christians who are carnal, will experience three negatives at the future judgment. First, a stinging rebuke. Second, exclusion from the wedding banquet. And third, millennial disinheritance. What will it be for you? The choice is yours. As a servant of Jesus Christ, and as a steward of the responsibilities he has given to you, Will you be found faithful? As we're told in the letter to the Corinthians, it's required of stewards that they be found faithful. What will it be for you? Commendation or condemnation? Will you be called good and faithful? Or will you be called wicked and foolish? Second, will there be promotion or demotion? Will you have additional talents given to you? Or will you have the uninvested talents taken away? Thirdly, will there be rejoicing or regret? Will you enter into the joy of the Lord? Or will you be cast away from the light and experience weeping and gnashing of teeth? I want to encourage you as a believer in Jesus Christ and as a steward of the time and talents and treasures that he has given you to make the most of every opportunity. Whoever makes full use of the opportunities to serve Christ will receive further opportunities to serve Christ and will have an even greater capacity to serve him throughout eternity. Thank you for carving out the time to join me for this podcast of Wisdom from Above. If these podcasts are helpful to you, please give them a five-star rating and subscribe so you get a notice of each new weekly podcast. Share this podcast with your family. Share this podcast with your friends. Share this podcast on your social media. Wisdom from above is both cost-free and ad-free because we want everyone, everywhere, to be able to hear the truths of God's Word without the limitation of subscriber fees or the frustration of commercial breaks. This is Dr. Harlan Betts wishing you a great week and God's blessings. I look forward to meeting with you again next week as Wisdom from Above continues to explore what the Bible says about the last days. Thank you for joining me in this passionate quest for wisdom from above.